manipulate the price of gold and silver. But all that money printing that they've done has flowed into the only non-manipulated currency in the world, and that is Bitcoin. I think this is totally different. No, no different. Only different in your mind. You must unlearn what you have learned. All right, I'll give it a try. No, try not. Do or do not. There is no try. Once in a while, you can Bitcoin changes absolutely everything. What's in there? Only what you take with you. Hey, Sony. Thanks for making the time. Yeah. No worries, Marik. It's good to see you again, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, we finally got to doing this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We had it planned for a while, but then I had my trip, so yeah, postponing it. And yeah, here we are. So, I mean, since you mentioned the trip, where where did you end up going? So I spent about six weeks in Argentina. It was quite interesting to go back. And I was actually born there. Yeah. And I migrated to Australia about more than 10 years ago, about 15 years ago. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was cool to go back and see how everything is going. Because one thing is to see the internet, the news, and... Mm. And yeah, the news about inflation, I saw it today again in the last year, 117%. Um, and I was talking to my family as well. It's ridiculous. It's literally ridiculous. Um, my wage when I was there before I came here, that was 2009, was 880 pesos per month, Argentinian pesos. I went there now and a thousand pesos were equivalent to $3, give or take. Wow. And yeah, and with three, 1,000 pesos, you eat, yeah, you get a water bottle of water. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So it's really hard for me every time I go to adjust to that. Um, yeah, suddenly what I was earning in a month, now it's not even a water bottle, a, a bottle of water. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Wow. So what are you earning in a month back in 2009? Now you can only get like a bottle of water for that much. Yeah. It's impossible to save. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's that's a massive part of the problem. But then I went there thinking, oh, all the shops are going to be closed. The economy is going to be completely bankrupt. Um, no businesses, nothing really working. And it wasn't like that. It was quite the opposite. Like everyone was out and about. The theaters were full. Movie theaters were full. Um, tourism all over the country. I was able to travel within the country as well. And it was amazing. I couldn't believe it that they were able to manipulate currency so much to the point that they create certain hysteria in society. Mm. And they end up spending money because they know that if they keep it in their pockets in a matter of hours or weeks, actually, it just gets diluted. So people yeah. are just constantly spending money as much as they, as they can. The other option would be for them to save in foreign currency. It's really popular over there to save yes. in American dollars, like in many other parts of the world as well. But over there, the government limits the amount of money that you can legally buy, so mm. or exchange. Yep, yep. So over there, you can exchange legally in the, in the currency, the official rate, $200 a month. Mm. So what $200 that creates, a month, that's it, yeah. 
Yeah. That's it. That's all you can save in a, in a different currency, uh, $200 or, I don't know, equivalent in euros if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is at a certain rate that is the official rate. That is quite good, but because it's a limit and it, yeah, a certain amount of money that you can exchange, there started to be quite a few years ago, a parallel black market, black market. where you go to random places, literally random places like a TAB, uh, a kiosk, a news agency, something like that. And you just literally exchange cash at a completely different rate, mm. which is double the official than the official rate. So if you want to save your money and still get those American dollars, you will be paying double than the official rate to go over those 200. And it's illegal as well. Mm. But the whole economy is moving like that. Moving like that. Yeah. 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 What, 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 yeah, I mean, I guess most people don't sort of, it's hard to understand what 117% inflation even looks like, right? Like, cause we've not lived it and the people living it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. But then for example, living in Australia in the last two years, I didn't have, I, I just got a pay rise, few yeah. percentages, nothing really over there monthly they get pay rises just ah. to constantly adjust yes. to the inflation. The problem is that the, if the inflation is 117% in the last year, the payment increases was never 117%. Yeah. yeah. It will be about 80 or so. Right. And every time that the, the, the peso depends from the, the foreign currencies, yeah, the adjustments are never as much yes. as the increase. Yes, 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 yes. And, and and this is 117 that is reported inflation or is that, that's what they report, right? Or... Um, I'm not sure. I saw, look, to be honest, I saw something on Twitter that she was just pointing that yeah. out. I don't know if it's the official inflation or if there is yeah. separate agencies because also the government agency called INDEC that does all these statistics to see how much inflation is and other variables in the, in, in the Argentinian society um, are manipulated. Mm. I mean, they are manipulated all over the world, but in, in places like Argentina, it's way more clear. Um, there are also things like uh, uh, price stops, like certain companies cannot put the price mm. of certain items over this, like whatever yeah. certain amount of money it yeah. is. Um, it's, it's really weird. It's really weird. I thought that I was going to go into a massive chaos. And it was quite the opposite. Like the country mm. was good, the infrastructure was good. There is a lot of internal spending, but people cannot save. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, when I was studying economics and like a good, because uh, we don't know. I mean, there's reported inflation, there's actual inflation, and all this in between. So I think there's someone came up with the theory of pricing, uh, comparing the McDonald's burger burger prices over the yes. years. Yeah. And, and I mean, you saying a bottle of water is quite similar to like, uh, comparing McDonald's burger prices, right? Like how, how that has changed. Yeah. 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 On that, it's really funny because you go there to McDonald's and you pay a fraction of what we pay here. And the reason mm. is because once again, they have this official rate for the USD. Yep. And if you are buying on the official rate, the prices would be equivalent. But when I go there, I don't go to buy it from a bank or use my ATM to take money out. I go into these caves, we call them, 
Cuevas. Okay. And that's where we exchange money. Right. At that point, if I'm doing the exchange like that, I can actually buy a Big Mac for half the price. Mm. I'm throwing numbers there. I don't yes, remember yes, exactly yes, yes. the prices, yeah. but it's lit, it's quite cheaper. It's way yeah. cheaper. Yeah. yeah. But if I go and pay with the ATM or with my bank card from Australia there, the prices will be really, really similar. Mm. And, and and value are there like any like what what's happening with Bitcoin in Argentina? Um, Argentina, I think that had a big movement since the very beginning with with Bitcoin. There, there have been there are quite a few people that were quite into the space. I think Winston Casares was one of the first one quite mm. popular that had a that had a podcast and he's obviously yeah he's Argentinian. I don't know if he's still around though. I never heard I haven't heard from him in ages. Um but yes there is quite a bit actually when I was arriving in Buenos Aires airport there were some ads for exchanges. I know it's, you see the Bitcoin logo there is a lot of other shit coins yeah. as well. Yeah. But yes it's it's quite big. Um, I was actually quite lucky and this is funny and it was a missed opportunity in my life but when I was migrating here in 2009, it was the end of 2009, I was coming here probably three, four days before that on a weekend, I had a farewell party with a bunch of good mates. And one of them that was studying IT at the time came and told me, there is this new thing, I think you love it. Mm. Like, it's quite interesting how they are trying to transact values called Bitcoin. And I was like, dude, I just sold my computer. I literally sold my computer, I'm leaving, I'm going to the other side of the world. And that was it. For mm. me, that was it. I left that in the back of my mind during 2015, 16, 17. I checked the price of it. But I I came here and I changed my life. I, I, I was no computer. I, I was farming for a while in Queensland. I was scuba diving. My life was like out there touching the grass. Nice. And nice. it was only a few years ago that I was like, okay, I have some spare money. What should I do with it? And I put it into Bitcoin and I bought some shit coins and started to learn. And I put my 100 hours of learning and suddenly I was like, okay, there is only one that works. All the other ones are not real. This yeah. is not true. Yeah. Or, or more than it's not true, it's more like, it's more of the same. Mm. It's more of getting that fake money controlled by someone else that doesn't really help anyone. I mean, it only helps the ones that are close to the money printer. I definitely am not yeah. that. So yeah. Yeah. it wasn't good for me. And once again, coming from Argentina, um, I lived the crisis in 2001. If I'm not wrong, Argentina was the first country in the world that was defaulting or that mm. defaulted effectively. I lived that. I saw it. I lost money. The government and the banks took it and they protected each other. And the population lost money, lost value. So it wasn't, oh, massive inflation. Your currency doesn't worth anything. No, it was literally they put planks uh, of steel, quarter-inch steel, so it was impossible to break or anything. Mm. Um, after about two weeks of riots and vandalism and like thirty people dying on the streets, fighting the police and the army and things like that, they just covered all the banks with steel plates in Buenos Aires. Yeah, and you couldn't access your money. You couldn't access the bank. Um, it was pretty, pretty bad. And that wow. economic crisis lasted, yeah, probably until 2010. So when I left, things were getting a bit better. Yeah. Um, but having lived that, 
when I understood Bitcoin, it was, this is the solution. This is effectively the solution. And we think it's not going to happen in Australia and I hope it never happens, but it could. Yeah. Um, over there, it's just yeah. a bit more, more corrupt than here, but there is corruption here as well. It's, it's nowhere safe. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, uh, is someone had shared something interesting with me is like, cause the, the U S has obviously dominant, uh, has the global currency. So they are, they have the ability to inflate and, you know, still manage their economy. And in yeah. Australia doesn't have that per se, but what Australia has is, uh, they have land or they have space and then they have the immigration policies and then yes. they have how, and then there's housing. So, so what they do is they're building more houses and they're using that as a means to keep the economy going as in selling more visas and, and then there's more people coming in, there's demand for housing going up and then housing uh, houses are getting sold. It, houses are getting sold per se. Like it's when houses are getting sold, what is happening exactly is like people are renting the house from the banks. <laughs> not, yes. They don't literally not buying the house outright. They're renting it from the banks. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's, that was a, like a good perspective of like, Oh, okay. How can this keep going? But like all the major banks in Australia, they are like, they're, based on housing loans or based on like property loans that that's what their major holding is most likely yeah. yeah and and i think it's a massive risk at this point yeah because yes immigration will keep on coming the, the population is still growing we're not japan that everyone's aging but it's a bit of a bubble i mean yes. properties in argentina true the economy there is is quite unstable and mm. obviously not many people want to live there and and the argentinians that can many of them are migrating somewhere yeah. else because it's it's a risk you you cannot live um, but yeah going back to the housing market it's until something goes wrong and mm. inflation starts happening here obviously corruption was a massive thing in argentina but the other thing that happened was that the last spring and summer season was extremely hot over there the mm. main export for argentina is agriculture so suddenly to lose a, the large majority of farming area and everything was dry and dead all mm. the exports went down all the estimations that the government have oh we can print a bit more money and manipulate the, the currency this and that way because they thought that they were going to make certain amount of income by getting taxes of this this yeah. uh, farming thing and they couldn't because nature was in the way and mm. this is the problem that we cannot effectively try to manipulate money when there are a lot of other variables that end up affecting all the population yes i think it's it's terrible. It's terrible what is going on there. People seem to be happy, but I think that they have memory issues. It's like, mm -hmm. I, can't, I can't believe it. I really can't believe it that we lived through things in 2001 and now people are living kind of through the same, but being happy. Yeah. It's just mind blowing. In my it's a uh, frog getting boiled in hot water, right? Like slowly the frog is getting boiled in totally. hot water. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. and you, the people don't feel it. Um, yeah. I mean, some of them do, and I talk to my family and my everyone, and yeah, they complain about it, but they feel quite powerless. That's the other thing. Mm, mm. There is nothing else they can do. They think it's that like, the solution is just go the on, USD. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just say, yeah, there's nothing to do, so like this is how life is, or like, yeah, come to that sort of, yeah, if you've been, I mean, if that's happening for so long, they're just like, yeah, okay, this is how it is. 
and then yeah. on the other side of it is like uh, circuses and bread right like people are busy with uh, all sorts of entertainment and all sorts of food and whatever like give them the circuses and bread and then people are just on about and it's their literally life. it's literally that as i said before like everyone yes. is out in the theaters movie theaters going mm-hmm. out tourism and, and motivating this internal economy which seems to be great but then no one can save a cent yeah uh, and all your wealth is diluted and you want to open a business and it's a massive risk mm. um from what i was reading and i don't know exactly how taxation works there but if you want to have an employee you mm-hmm. have to pay to the government in taxes more than the same amount so let's say you're paying one thousand pesos per month just to throw a number it's really low but yeah, yeah, yeah. just to throw a number there um you have to pay more than a thousand pesos back in taxes to the government. Oh, wow. Yes. And that's just to have an employee. So mm. that employee doesn't get any money, really. Like, it's minimal mm. compared with the amount of taxes that we are still paying to, to the government just to have someone. Um, and at this point, there is no unemployment, which was a massive issue in 2001. But things will start happening because there is less and less money. And even though people are still using that internal economy and, and really reinvesting, let's say, in the country because they see it and that's what it gets promoted is is wicked. Um it's all getting diluted into nothingness and eventually the, the employers won't have the capacity to maintain all those employees and things will start going really bad. Yeah. I mean yeah. It's only just to change gears because we jumped right yeah. straight into Argentina. How about yeah. we, yeah, yeah. How about we, like, if you want to, like, depending on how much you want to disclose here, but give a background about yourself. Like, I mean, you did speak about how you got to Australia, but any other things that you want to share? Yeah. So I was born in Australia. I, sorry, not in Australia. I was born <laughs> in Argentina. I live in Australia now. Um, I was born in Argentina. I lived most of my life in Patagonia. It's a beautiful place. And then I moved to Buenos Aires and my background, probably one of the reasons that I didn't get closer to Bitcoin before was that my background was in psychology. Um, I have a passion for sociology um, and that's what I was doing when I was in the big city. In the meantime, I was traveling, tra- traveled quite a bit and that, that opened my mind and my eyes to, to a lot of different things, different cultures, different ways of living, judging myself or not in a negative way, but you know, it's like, oh, and my beliefs, okay, when I was in Egypt, I, I like, it's, it's, at the time I, I was a Christian or I was baptized and that was yeah. how I yeah. felt like I should be. And then you go to different places and you see that people have different beliefs and different cultures and you learn that you just have a different chance, but that doesn't mean that they are wrong and you're right or the opposite is true. Um, so that really helped me um traveling and learning and meeting people and that was something that i always appreciated and then i came here and when i settled in i i started to do a couple of different things one of them was scuba diving and i i was in camps for a while scuba diving in the barrio reef and that was probably what made me decide to stay i was like i can't be far away from this this is too amazing to not come back ever again Um, so i decided to stay and then i was studying here um and to do something relatively similar to what i was studying in argentina i did community services mm. from there on i started working in the disability sector under the ndis and that's what i'm doing now um it's a bit conflicting at times 
because it makes me wonder what is it going to be in the future if, if Bitcoin mm. wins. How is it going to be how we are going to sustain this sort of services for society, particularly for people that cannot produce any work? Mm. And it's something that, that really, every day I try to find a solution and I don't know how we're going to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, mm. that, that was pretty much me. Uh, in between those years in Buenos Aires, I worked in bookshops. I read a lot of anarchism. I hung out with a lot of other anarchists. And that was also the reason why in 2009, when I was about to come here, this friend that was in IT came and told me, dude, you, you need to hear about this, which I, and I didn't pay attention. I should have. I mean, that's yeah. life, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah finding bitcoin eventually in 2020 was just putting a lot of all those things together um so part of that anarchism side another thing that i did here was focus on trying to grow my own food which yep. eventually uh, finished or, or part of that the journey was to create a community garden and that's what I did this morning. I just went back to the community garden and have, yeah, hang out nice. with the oldies, picked up some bok choy, kale. Um, and I came back and I made scrambled eggs with kale and that was my lunch. That feeling of being able to produce your own food, to see it grow, to put the work in it, particularly to put the work, it was fantastic. And then um, I started to learn Bitcoin. And I it was like a lot of things were just coming back together, a lot of things mm. from my past, a lot of things I believed, and Bitcoin was giving certain amount of solutions and answers to certain problems. Like, I left Argentina hating every government on, in the world. Um, I left Argentina being quite dark and gloomy about how the future is gonna look like, thinking that as a simple human being, one human being on its own, cannot really fix or change any of the problems that we're going through in most of societies in the world. Like I. I mean, Argentina is quite an extreme case, but even Australia, that is a really wealthy country and things work fairly well, we are not immune to those sort of issues. So suddenly learning that there is a way of transacting value between different people without anyone else interceding on that or being able to block that, giving us the opportunity to live our life without anyone else changing the rule as they please and to be able to not have our value liquidating into nothingness. I think that, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's what yeah. we needed. It gave me joy, hope, and a completely different look out in life. Yeah, um, yeah, 100%, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, so you did touch upon like how, I mean, when sort of you found Bitcoin, but like, you wanna elaborate on that a bit? Like, how did you end up finding it again? And like, and yeah. So the word remained in my mind and, and, and my friend explained to me a few basic things like, oh, yeah, you can mine it with your computer. Obviously, 2009, mm -hmm. you, there was no exchanges that you could go and yep. buy Bitcoin. You just had to grab your laptop or PC and mm -hmm. go for it, which I, I didn't do at the time. Mm -hmm. um, but then in 2020, I literally, the first thing that happened was I had 400 bucks. Yep. I don't know what to do. And I was like, okay, I have my wife. I'm gonna buy some Bitcoin. Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. I was quite surprised she said yes. And that was the beginning of me just getting obsessed with the thing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. At the beginning, a bit of shit coinery, learning a bit about Ethereum. I did try to mint NFTs. I minted NFTs, never got sold, understood why they never got sold. And I was like, this is just stupid. But I had to go through that process because everything that I was doing, it was on my own. It yes. was only, I don't know, two, three years later that I started to mint some maxes. And it was all in Mararandai in as part of the bush bash and that's when i met you yes and that was also amazing because i realized that bitcoin is not just software a unit of measurement um digital energy it's much more than that it's a community there is people behind it i mean the nodes don't run themselves there is people behind that trying to make an effort for this system to continue towards the future um that like the, the fact that I went and I met you and, and all the other guys in the bush bash, it made me realize that yes, I'm crazy, but I'm not the only one, you know? Yeah. It's a bunch of us that we think that the world can be better, that we see all of this in a positive way. And mm. we found the tool. The tool is Bitcoin. Yep. Now we need time. We need to wait. And that it's amazing to be able to be, I don't know, just connecting with other people just yeah. because we like this. Uh, it's it's quite mind blowing. And, and another thing, when you connect with like most Bitcoiners, right? Like, is like you you get a sense that that everyone has like a strong values, even though some values may not be the same, but they all come like with strong values, right? And uh, and that's quite different compared to like say if you're meeting all your like if you meet a bunch of people that support the same football team, for example. And you don't feel as connected as you do with Bitcoiners. Uh, um, is that right? Like, is that how you, like how you see it as well? I'm not much of a sport guy. Uh, yeah, I uh, I just, like I, I don't think I, it's really fiat in my opinion. I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. I mean, I'm not a sports guy. I just thought of bringing that analogy here because there is lots of tribalism with sports, right? Like people, uh, I mean, people don't. Uh, I would say they don't appreciate the sport as much, the the performance or the, the ability, but it's more of the tribalism, like my team versus your team kind of a thing. And yeah, then, yeah and like Marcus Aurelius said, like you sh- they shouldn't be focusing on like, oh, this guy is going to win or this guy is going to lose or like, oh, the person I support is going to go and appreciate the art form itself. If you, if you are into sports and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I don't know seeing Messi uh, play the World Cup and, and the things that he could do with those feats, I couldn't even try. Yeah. I, I'll break my legs yeah. um, or I'll run out of yeah breath instantly. Um, I couldn't last 90 minutes doing what they do. That's amazing. But then once again, Argentina, I was there and everyone, my cousins, my friends, oh, there is a painting of Messi. Do you want to go and see it? Not really, mate. He's just a <laughs> soccer player. It's all well and good. Yeah, oh, yeah, let's yeah. go to the restaurant where Messi had dinner. I'm like, can we please talk about something else that is not yeah. football or Messi? <laughs> like, I get it, guys. It gave you hope. It gave you joy. But you're like, your economy is destroyed. You cannot save money. You're going through so many problems. And suddenly you're telling me football, football, football. Please wake up. Honestly, wake up. This is not cool. Um, then going back to the tribalism on on those sort of things, same Argentina, like mm. Argentinian hooligans, Barra Bravas, are mad, man. Like 
the the corruption inside the stadiums and that sort of mm. passion that they have is not um, even between the same in River Plate about know, 10 12 years ago there were two different hooligan groups they fight against each other and I think that five or six people ended up dead in the stadium during a match wow. and this was between the same team just wow. different hooligan groups that were trying to basically manage drug sales inside the stadium mm. and double selling tickets for the for the for the match but they start moving so much money that as well it becomes corrupted really quickly and really easily um so it's i don't know i'm not a sports fan from that point of view i think that doing exercise doing sport playing with your mates that is really good 100%. but then that yeah. ridiculous passion for for something that you didn't put any work. I mean, like people are sitting down watching something and then they cry and I, I don't know. I'm a maybe yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I can I cannot you. I cannot okay. connect with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm same as you. I don't understand. And that's one is like the emotional attachment to like while it's happening live or like uh, and the other aspect is some of these people that are so into sports, the amount of information they know. They know where this player was born, which club he's played for, which club he's not, and who was the manager in 2000 and whatever. And like, yeah, all, all the history, right? Like the amount of time they invest in knowing all these details that is irrelevant to them or irrelevant to like what's actually happening around them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I Look, up to a point, I have to admit that everyone has their own passions. Um, I don't know, one of my mates collects baseball cards and he knows everything about them. And, and to me, mm. it's a bit mind blowing, but we all have to occupy things. And then I tell my mm. mate, oh, do you know that Bitcoin adjusts difficulty every 2016 blocks? And he's like, how do you know that? Yeah, like Because I read it and we know those things, yes, which is yes. also crazy and quite nerdy on, on us. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a cranky motherfucker. I just don't like sports. No, I'm very si- yeah, I'm very similar to you. See it as like a sports and a part of that same entertainment, just to keep the people occupied and busy and not and like so that they don't see the bigger picture. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I don't know. I think that it's just it, it's problematic because also the amount of money that some players win. Um, it's ridiculous, and I understand they are extremely skilled. I couldn't do that. Yeah. But then for those people to earn maybe a hundred times an average mm. wage, or even more, I I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know how much is Messi winning now in Miami in the new new club that he yeah. went to. But it's ridiculous. It's actually, yeah. I I don't think that they bring that much to society for them to take that yeah. bigger of a cut. Yeah. But then also, who am I to say? Mm. how much people can win and if everyone else sees value on it yeah maybe i'm the weird one yeah 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 for sure uh you did you did bring up a community garden just then and yeah and i think yeah we were chatting about it before getting recording you said you helped set up a community garden also yeah so when I, part of me decided to stay here, um, I was studying community services and mm. one of my good mates uh, was a landscaper, he's a landscaper. Um, so we started the project together uh, yep. in the area where I live in South Sydney. And it's been running now for seven years, but that was me before starting with 
my Bitcoin journey. And I think that they are connected because part of me doing that community garden was number one, meet people in my local area. And it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. I met my partner there. Um, I take my kids there now. So it, it's a really important part of my life and, and what I became here in Australia. But then the other side of it was effectively learn how to grow my food, how much effort do I need to put, um, and what it's also good for my local area. Because, yeah, you cannot plant any tomatoes anywhere or just, you know, silly things like, oh, you have two gum trees. If you're trying to plant under the gum trees, nothing is going to grow. The gum trees drop certain acid. And all those things you need to learn, and then learn the seasons and learn that last season was really good. Probably the next season that we have this summer is going to be quite hot. The next one is probably going to be a drought. Yeah. yeah. Um, so learning how to connect and, and link to the environment and link to the food and then the pleasure that you get from eating food that you harvested that morning, opposite to oh, it's the food that I got from the supermarket this morning that was yeah. harvested three weeks ago and it was in a fridge and transported 500 kilometers from Queensland down to here. Um, it's a different value. It's a value that, yeah, it's probably much easier to go and buy onions that are much really cheap to buy from the shop mm. than grow them yourself. Yep. But I don't know, is that proof of work? Is that mm. effort that you put into it that gives you knowledge. You're not verifying what other people, you don't have to verify what other mm. people do. You did it yourself. You don't have to wait for anyone else. You're not relying on a, on a supply chain. It's you. Yes. And that part of self-sustainability has a link with Bitcoin, I think. It's, it's once again, it's you running your node. It's you trying to update your node. It's you mm. trying to, I don't have a lighting at the moment, but it's you trying to break your head and see if you can run lightning on your nose as well yeah. all those sort of things i think that they are linked and and the link is proof of work is making that effort it's getting out there putting the work learning how to do it it doesn't work the first time most of the times might not work the second but if you keep going at it it will work um it's just about how much effort we put so that that concept of self-sustainability working um, for myself without anyone judging me it's just uh, or not even taking the judgment it's just me going there digging planting taking weeds um or the same thing with the notes just being there trying to learn using linux a bit more try to know the latest thing that i did on me trying to learn things was getting a arduino kit what's this sorry arduino it's like a some piece, really simple PCBs that you, it's a really simple computer that you can attach different sort of sensors from right. humidity sensors, proximity sensors. Mm. Um, I don't know, you can even detect different chemicals and things like that. So if you want to set up your own hydroponic system, for example, mm. this can measure all the parameters and then open a pump that will either release more liquid fertilizer yes. into the water and things like that um, and make it automated. That's something that I would love to make eventually. Nice, but yeah. then it's also kind of related to Bitcoin because um, you can do a bit of the programming in Python, which yeah. eventually I hope is going to teach me more on, on running my node and working a bit more on that side of things. Yeah, and yeah, interesting. I know, yeah, you're a really hands on sort of guy, like, yeah, get your hands dirty with like whatever, right? <laughs> I think I have HDID, 
I'm like, I'm not, I'm not diagnosed, but I just can't stay quiet. I, I yeah. can sit down and relax. I cannot watch a movie in one go. I have to watch half of it, go do something else and then come back to it. Um, yeah. Which is sometimes good, but then sometimes it distracts me or, or like it takes us two months to be able to walk into to a podcast kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, so, so I mean, you mentioned we met at the Bush Bash. Uh, yes, probably eight months ago or something like that. And uh, so from our conversation there, if I remember correctly, you said you were vegan and then you recently started eating meat or something on those lines. Uh, yeah, I was I was vegan for a few years, but I was vegetarian for about twenty years since I was oh. fifteen until yeah my late thirties. Yeah. Um, and probably yeah at the time that i was learning about bitcoin and i was also meeting new vegetarians mm -hmm. um and i was like well i'm i don't think that i align with that thought process like mm -hmm. this new thought process where oh i want to be vegetarian and this and that but then they get everything so easily from the supermarket already made like i when i was vegetarian in argentina first of all people were looking at me like or you have some mental health issues or there is something extremely weird with you like mm. eating steak in argentina it's the meal yeah that's what yeah. we eat i mean um, uh, so just, just to interject there because i know the argentinian football team uh, had taken a whole bunch of steak or a whole bunch of beef to wherever wherever the last world cup was yes yeah in qatar yes yeah 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 um it's part of the culture over there I mean, as I said, Argentina, the main export is agriculture and a big chunk of that is meat, beef. Mm. Um, the grass over there is amazing. It just grows in the Pampas area, close to Buenos Aires and Cordoba. It's like, it, it's all flat. The cows don't have to make any effort. Uh, the grass is there and it grows like five centimeters a day. You, like you go to bed, you wake up and it's like, you can see the grass growing. It's quite fertile. So it's a good place to, to have uh, cattle and let them graze and then process the meat. But unfortunately, something that I noticed when I was there, um, I think I also saw you when uh, Slim, Texas Slim was here. Yes. And and he brought up a lot of points, even though like I'm not a 100% meat eater, I'm not just a carnivore at the moment. Um, he brought a lot of points about the food processing system that is going on in the states of how far away people are from effectively mm. the cow the rancher and a good quality meat uh, because they just go to the supermarket get a tray that is sucked all the blood there is not even you know a problem with getting the food and i, I saw the same thing when i started the community garden like young kids that they don't know you know where milk comes from they think it's juice because now in many milk bottles you don't even have a cow there mm. it's true that also milk in a bottle from the supermarket is not the same as fresh milk from that you could get in a farm but there is a massive disconnect there is no work from people towards their food or their, their connection that they have to the things that they eat and i think that that is extremely wrong um so going back to argentina argentina is all mass-produced beef there is no boutique farms like just two guys running 10 acres and having I don't know, 50 heads of cattle there yeah. that doesn't exist and you don't also have the opportunity that we have here to go to town 
towns like Maranda or something like that. And then on the way there, you know that there is a farm that they have 20 cows and potentially you can go knock on the door and see if they have something in the freezer that they are willing to sell to you. Over there, that doesn't exist. You go to the butcher, that's it, supermarket. Mm. And it's crazy because my brother could drive 50 minutes and there are farms, but they're all huge farms managed by multi multinational yeah, corporations. Yeah. And you don't have the opportunity to do that. Yes, yes. And the, yeah, I mean, given that uh, beef is part of the culture, it's not still taken away from the from the society as much but it's still mass produced yes. and yeah and it's not like yeah you're not getting it directly as we are as you mentioned like we are able to get it like for me i can every week or every two weeks i can go to the farmer's market i message the farmer the week before i tell him i the cuts i want the price i want to pay he makes me yeah. a nice box and yeah get good grass-fed beef and yeah and, and, yeah, and like given that uh, i mean convinced him to accept bitcoin so Oh, you did? Yeah. That's mad. That's great, man. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, over there, I don't know. There might have been some farmer markets. I didn't see any. But when I was mm. asking the people that I know, hey, can you do something like this? Just go and knock on someone's door and get some like frozen beef that they got butchered a few weeks ago. No, that doesn't exist here. Yeah. Like, you just go to the butcher and get it there. Um, which is, yeah, kind of a bit sad because given that the quality of the grass there and, and and the land is so good for cattle not to be able to just go and get it directly uh, yeah, a bit disappointing and a bit sad yeah. uh yeah. i mean we did mention the bush bash so how, how did you come across the bush bash bitcoin twitter through bitcoin twitter i hung out there like Part of my learning of Bitcoin started in uh, Reddit, in Reddit Bitcoin. Reddit Bitcoin, yeah. And then I had an account in, from Twitter like that I never opened for years, years. Mm. Um, and eventually I came back and, and I started to follow different shitcoinery accounts and some Bitcoin accounts and suddenly more and more Bitcoin accounts. And I was like, well, there is some truth in what they are saying. And it was also going beyond, you know, I'm going to get rich tomorrow. I want my Lambo. It was more like, we're trying to change the world with this. That was the impression that I got. And what really hooked me in, it wasn't, oh, I'm going to, you know, yeah, ride a Lambo in, in four years after the next housing. And then going also back to the, the going to the bush bash and seeing and meeting everyone and realizing that everyone is extremely humble. There were no Lambo I was amazed about that. I was like, I thought it was going to be different. And luckily it wasn't. It was exactly what I wanted it to be. Nice. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I can say that was uh, my same experience because I think it it was both our first push bash, the one in Miranda yeah. last year. Yeah, it was my first one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I started a bit learning a bit through, through Reddit and yep. then Bitcoin Twitter. And now I'm not on Twitter anymore, or X. I don't know, that's how it should be called now, X. Yeah. Um, I'm on Nostra. Yeah, that's awesome. I, and and that was my next uh, segue anyways, like, because I remember signing up to Nostra or generating keys early days, um, early for me at least, or early for most, 
somewhere around November last year, right? Like maybe just after the Bush Bash. And you were yeah. one of the first few people that were on there as well. So like, yeah, so. I loved it? it. I mean, yeah. once again, my background is in psychology and I tried to figure out computer things and I like computers, but it's not my thing. I'm not a developer. But suddenly I was there just from the user perspective and it was really cool. There were no algorithms trying to make people fight each other. Um, we had subs from Damus at the beginning, which they're gone now, but mm -hmm. uh, still, if you have Android, you can use Amethyst and sub people and that value for value economy. And it was nice. It was weird, but it was nice. They weren't bad news. Uh, it was more about hanging out with people, meeting new Bitcoiners, trying to, like, everyone together figure out how Noster worked. Yeah. And suddenly, like most of the biggest subs that I got was because I was trying to explain people how to, I don't know, clean the relays or how many relays to have or, or which relays to connect to or questions about different clients or things like that. And the more I use it, the more amazed I am um, on, on the potential that it has because once again, it goes way beyond being something like just a Twitter that you don't have a password kind of thing. You just have the private key and the public key. Yeah. It's a, it's probably the closest thing to Web3 and I, ah, it makes me kind of <laughs> that Web3 thing that happened last year. Well, it's kind of that because we have Bitcoin as the, as the monetary part that incentivizes all the rest of the network. You have private keys or like NPAV and NSEC that keep your nodes identified to you. And then the whole system, if you're running your own relay, no one can censor what you're saying. Other yes. relays could, but then your information, you put it there and you can host it there. And once again, has this part of like proof of work or energy that you have to put into the thing, mm -hmm. you have to run your own relay if you want your expression or your, your manifestation online to remain there. Yes. Those opportunities and haven't been existing by any other service. Um, even, I don't know, Blue Sky, Blue Sky didn't have any sort of mm. subs or any value for value economy. Um, Mastodon, Mastodon is a freaking mess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I used it sometimes and it's fun for a few things, but again, it's not that cool. And there are more and more services happening at the moment in Noster that go once again beyond uh, just a Twitter feed. Be, be, beyond um, the social media, there's so much happening, so much being developed constantly on Noster. Yeah. And the yeah. other day I was uh, watching a couple of developers playing StarCraft and Fiat yeah. Jaff was just um, commentating the match. <laughs> I was like, this is so cool. And then you can like, oh yeah, 21 sats for you. Yeah, 21 sats for you. 21 yeah. sats for you. And it was super cool. It was actually yeah. really interesting. I was talking with another guy on Noster about a website. I think it's been managed at the moment by National Geographic. The website is called iNaturalist. It's an app. And this guy, so it's a farmer, not a gardener. It's an actual farmer with a proper farm. And in this app or website, you can identify different plants, insects, animals i just take a picture of them geolocate them and sort of share that information with others and then try to have either scientific studies on populations of different insects plants as well as learning like where you could find different species um being able to do something like that in nostrils would be so yeah. cool uh, i mean i mm. like those sort of things so yes. people can but you could implement that and the, the funny thing would be 
the same friends that I have from being on Primal, being on Astral Ninja, yes. being on Damos, will also be seeing that I geotagged, I don't know, a wasp in New South Wales, yeah. or that I geotagged the puma in Patagonia, yeah. or a condor in Patagonia. And I think it, it adds value. I think mm. it adds value. Um, yeah, I really like it. I think Nostra is, is literally the future, and, and a lot of things will come out of that. Yeah, I mean, just recently I saw there's like a, I mean, there's few, but there's one that's called Mons, Monster. It's like a P2P Bitcoin exchange that's being built on Nostra. There's Zapstream, which is yes. like live streaming. That's, yes. yeah, yeah, which is looks Nostra really Mest. cool. Nostra Nest is like your Twitter ah. spaces, which is, yeah. It's really like Twitter cool. spaces. Yeah. yeah, and that's also part of the, my, my journey into Bitcoin was going into spaces mm. with T-Bone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tivon was sometimes there, um, Ossie on board. I don't know if you ever were in those spaces that she used to run. Uh, yeah, I did. I did once or twice, yes. Um, I don't know. There was a bunch of people. And yeah. that really, really, really orange peeled me. Like, it was like, once again, it was that process of thinking, I'm not the only one that is crazy. At that point, it was voices in my mind. It was pretty crazy, to be honest, yeah. because I have never met a Maxi face to face. Um, but then, yeah, through meeting T-Bone, Ocean Board, and a bunch of others, I ended up going to my first push bash in Barra yeah. last year. Yeah, nice. Uh, I, have you used this other tool? Because since, since we've been on Nostra, have you, uh, or what it is, Highlighter on Nostra? Um, yeah, I tried. Um, I just, I like mm. the idea. I just didn't have any value for it because right. I... I don't know. Sometimes I feel that I don't have anything really that important or nice to say. So I haven't really tried to highlight any article to then make a comment and share that snippet of the article. And have you used it? No. Yeah. No, I haven't used it. So how, how does it work? So is does it work with, uh, so I can highlight something that's a post or uh, that I forget what they're called. That's a note on Nostra and then make a no, comment on it, or it can be from anywhere. That's it, it can be from anywhere. So instead of like you copy pasting a bunch of text from a website and then pasting it into your Nostra feed as your own note, you highlight a section of it and then you create a note with your uh, private key that has a link to that section that you highlighted and then you can comment on that. I don't fully understand what the developer was trying to do. I, I really have no idea, but I think that it will also save space on relays. Opposite to copy pasting, you know, a chunk of text of something that is already hosted on the internet. Instead of just putting all the text, you just link it and then you can make your comments on different sections of the text. Kind of thing. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'm not sense. sure if yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. like that. Uh, but yeah. that's what I grasp by. Grasp, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah that's it. But, yeah, but, it. but it sort of makes sense. Yeah. 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 And that's I mean, also another another thing about Nostal, like it goes way beyond a Twitter feed sort of thing. Yes. It's a completely different way of using the internet, connecting with other people. Um, and then, yeah, we have Bitcoin in it. That's so yeah. cool. So yeah. cool. So someone, yeah, I mean, just, just, uh, before jumping on this call, I was listening to NVK's podcast, Bitcoin Review. I don't know if you... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have been do... born in Brazil. 
Yeah, because then there's like he covers. So like lately they've been doing quite a bit of Noster reviews, right? Like, like yeah, Noster everything reviews. that's being yeah built yeah. on Noster. And something that uh, is there was, uh, I mean, obviously they spoke about Zapped Frame, uh, but the other one that I was trying is this like a paywall no we were talking about space so uh so there's one that you can host base like so you can pay for space on someone's servers so that you don't have to host it and it's like yeah it's like thousand sats for like a gb or something or more even oh so wow you, yeah it's pretty cheap yeah really cheap yeah. yeah yeah um i have a couple of paid relays and it's the same it's like a thousand sats for life which is oh, nothing wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they work because they will filter profanity, pornography, things like that. So that's that's something with Noster at the beginning. Um, suddenly you're at work scrolling through your phone and boom, mm. you're just looking behind you that no one is looking at your screen because, yeah, there is a massive pair of books or something like that. Um, and that kind of fades out because a lot of the relay started to filter profanity, non for work, things like that. Um, that doesn't mean that that uh, that Noster is being censored, in my opinion. That just yes. means that if you want to have a feed that is kind of clean, you can. But then yes. if you want to see the whole thing, you can also. Uh, yes, it's, yes. It's the option yeah. for both. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I haven't looked into paid relays yet, but yeah, I should probably do. Uh, um i got a couple of paid ones for free shots because of being active since the beginning mm, nice um i and i actually got offered the 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 check by yeah. by one of the clients i think iris oh nice yeah so i didn't i didn't have to pay for that that's oh. why i also paid for the for the for the relays um I don't know. I think it's it has a lot to to give, and and the explosion of Noster, even though it's been going on for I think a couple of years, yeah. The explosion started when Jack said, "Hey guys, there is this new thing," and suddenly I downloaded Damus and I started to check it. And that night I was trying to look and read everything I could on the internet, and I was mm. like for a week trying to understand if I could potentially run a relay or not, which I still haven't done. Mm. Um, but it really was so sort of like what happened to me when I started to learn about Bitcoin. I was like, yeah, yeah. This is too big and I don't know what it's going, but this is, there is something here. It's huge. And the more I use it, the more it also got improved, the faster yes. that the clients got and the user experience got a bit better. It's I mean, nice. it got, gotten a lot better compared to November last year. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, the mobile apps are really good. The only one that I haven't tried yet is Primal on mobile on iOS. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, you go. The other ones are great. Are great. I used Amethyst on on Android. It works really well. Then have the live stream as well, which is pretty cool. Um, I I used Astral Ninja at the beginning. Yes. I used Iris. I I used every. I eventually. I'm talking about security a bit. I will have to change my NSEC because every <laughs> place where I could put it, I put it and it's dirty as the poor thing. Um, but yeah, that's also something that, you know, gives you the chance to Yes, say, yes. Hey, I think initially I did, yeah, in my NSEC, it would have been leaked on Astral Ninja and, and then I switched to using it through Albi. To, to yeah. get Albi. Yeah, so then now everything is like to get Albi. But yeah, for me, like I, I like uh, Primal on desktop. 
And then on Android, I'm using Amethyst. I have yeah. Plepster and I have Primal, but like go to is Amethyst for now. Primal, I think, is still uh, is still work in progress, sort of yeah, a thing Primal. on Android. Yeah. The thing with Primal that I kind of didn't enjoy was the fact that it was filtering a lot. Is, the feed is not like real time, like Tamus or other clients. It will put up people that are really popular on, on Nostar, mm-hmm. usually mm-hmm. like yeah, famous Bitcoiners or developers, way before the people that, you know, you and me, if I want to read about you or, I don't know, Brisket yeah. or Tivon or anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. it just shuffled things all over the place. And the fact that we had, again, a real time sort of social network, it was really cool. When I was in the other side of the world traveling, I was connecting with a completely different bunch of people because ah. my posts were at completely different times and a lot of I was aligning way more with people in the state. Yeah. Yeah. So also the people that I was connecting with, it was quite different and that was really cool as well. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah, just before we started recording, you did mention Simplex or Simplex uh, the Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's another thing that I learned because of Noster. Um, Noster uh, messages are not encrypted or anything. They are not a note. So I don't know exactly how, but can get hacked. So if you think that you're sending a message to someone and it's effectively secret, it's not. It can be kind of open fairly quickly and easily as far as I know. Mm. So SimpleX was also promoted by Jack Yes. A couple of months ago to somehow solve this sort of problem. And the app is super simple and it allows you on top of just downloading it on your phone and kind of running it with whoever server. You can also link it to your servers, which I haven't tried yet. Um, and it gives you a bit more yeah, control okay. over the data and information that you're passing. You don't need a password or, or anything. And you should download the thing and then you can you're able to connect with other people i don't know exactly how it works because i haven't connected with anyone yeah okay um, so but... do you have to input your email address mobile number anything no you Nothing. should download the app on your device and that's it no password no username which is also part of the reason why it's a bit safer yeah apparently so, so how do you connect to a different user? So do you get generated a username? Uh, is it You get generated certain yeah, code and then you can either do the QR code thingy yeah. Yeah. or just send them that code and they can you can start connecting with them and, and all the messaging is encrypted. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah. I haven't used it yet. I only downloaded it because Jack yeah. told me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if... if but it's the messages itself would be hosted on the simplex servers then right the simplex i assume so but then yeah. you have the opportunity if you're running your own server yes okay so so very it yourself so you could say quite similar to matrix i don't know if you've used matrix no never used matrix yeah matrix is uh, another chat and you can and you have different uh, what we would say relays just to use a nostra term yeah so you could okay. use it. So it's, yeah, it's, it, and you can self-host. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you can self-host. So like, if you want, if we want to have like our own, say a bush bash chat, right. Self-hosted. If someone spins it up, host it on their, from their home server, and then we can have our bush bash chat on like a, in a closed environment per se. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, we have to be a bit more sovereign about our data and the yeah. services that we use. Um, we had a lot of free internet, like literally free internet, and we got used to it, to other big companies spending the money because it's not that Facebook is actually free. Mm -hmm. um, we are the product. Yes. And the same thing with all the other things that we're using. I'm... We either have to watch poisonous ads or get our data disseminated to the rest of the people and our yep. information processed in a way that we don't want to, to then send us back ads, which we don't want. So being able to host your own services, I think is the first step to get yes. back to the internet as it what should have been. You know, yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, you run your own node, I assume. Yeah, yeah, I need yeah. to. I, I mean, this dilemma for the last like six months, should I invest some money and like try to get a better computer instead of my 2014 laptop yeah. and try to be able to, you know, to put other services there, like run a relay for Noster and things like that. Or I use that money as tax on tax now that are cheap. So yeah. I am still like six months on waiting to see what I'll do. I'll probably get a computer soon or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm probably trying to, I really want to try. I mean, I mean uh, nine. yeah, depending. Uh... Ministry of Nodes is selling nodes now, like the. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, he's uh. Preset, like. Preset, pre yeah, plug and play, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, he uh, he's using old uh, Dell Optiplexes or these Lenovo's, these uh, tiny uh, computers. Yeah, they and then they're, yeah, like the tiny ones. They're yeah. great refurbished ones uh yeah. putting putting new uh ssds in them and then yeah just building it and shipping that's pretty cool yeah yeah i was thinking about either doing that or i saw in aliexpress it was like a motherboard that you could plug i wanted to have like also host in the same thing maybe my bitcoin node and like my media library. Yeah. But then yeah. I was thinking, oh, it's a bit dangerous suddenly to have too many services all together in one yeah. computer. And I was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, suddenly I need two computers instead of one, and yeah. that's way more money that I'm not using to stack ads. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, that was uh, something that I was speaking to Katan about is like, uh, I mean, I want to have my, at least like to the minimum, like host my own password manager with my Bitcoin yeah. node, right? He's like, no, he doesn't recommend that. He's like, keep the node separate and then you do all your hosting on a separate device. And like, oh, then that means there has to be two computers plugged in 24 seven kind of a thing. And yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think that that's also the other option. Try to get something, you know, about a hundred bucks second hand mm. run start nine or umbrella and yeah. have a lot of the services there and then have another old laptop like yeah, yeah, yeah. laptop and just have bitcoin core in it and just run bitcoin and that separate maybe through uh, door have you used the start nine uh so no okay yeah because no, i know I you can it. yeah you can like build it on your own device right like you can use your software and put it on your own device Yes, I didn't download the software and I didn't try because I was trying to check the specs. And so basically you can buy the the Start9 device with yes. Embassy OS installed in it. And yeah, the laptop that I have at the moment was 
super old and I didn't have enough RAM or anything to say, oh, I'm gonna give it a try and see if I can install it there. Um, but yeah, eventually that would be the plan, try to get Star9 and, and run all the services from there, which seems to be much easier than installing everyone separated. Yeah, even I recently, I mean, I was same dilemma as you, whether it should like spend money to, I mean, spend money on a device or like stack more sats, right? Like, and it's like, a hard dilemma. It's yeah. a hard dilemma. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I do have to change my own uh, computer. And I was thinking, okay, maybe like it's time that to go Linux and uh, just start playing around with the uh, yeah linux and see how how yeah if i get used to it and then they probably migrate everything to that computer and then i'll have a spare laptop and then can do some of the self-hosting on there uh yeah. but yeah i was like as an alternative i was looking at startline like i mean like that's just plug and play right like there's less less of a lift to do there but then as you were pointing out yeah i was saying uh I mean, yeah, like whether to get the start nine device, just plug and play. And and they have all these other services. But you did mention Umbril. And then recently I saw that Umbril is sharing, like sharing or, or storing your IP data. And like yeah. what all you're using that for. So, yeah. Um, I never used Umbril. Um, but mm. from what I heard also, it's not fully open source. Yes, it's not. And start nine it is. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. Yes. Know that. Yeah. That's Once great. again, from what I heard, uh, I I don't give financial or computer advice to be honest. Don't get mm -hmm. it from me. Like mm -hmm. listen to NBK or people that actually know. Yeah. 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 Um, no, definitely. I I I'm gonna wait. I don't know when, but I'm gonna get actually something running. Start night. Okay. Yeah. I I was yeah thinking of the same. Or at least I know you can you can use your own device and use their software right yeah embassy os is the software embassy. okay yeah. the, or the operating system yeah. um and then you just download the apps sort of like an app store and mm. google play so something like that okay. and then automatically will tell you let's say if you want to run a lightning service and you don't have bitcoin code it will tell you you need to download this yes, first yes, and yes. Blah, blah, blah. so it's i think it's for I'm, people like me, not that smart. Yeah, 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 same. I mean, I, I, I was, oh, I'm still using Umbrel actually. Like, I'm not, I'm not connect. I mean, I, you, I had my wallets connected to it, but now it's not. But yeah, I still have it. I still have it running. Uh, yeah, but it's just, uh, just running on this Raspberry Pi, which is uh, not. I mean, I can't run additional software on it, but it's uh, quite similar. Yeah. If, if I want to do Lightning, then it'll tell me I need to download this software first and uh, this application first and then that application, and then I can actually get to running Lightning. But I've never really gotten to Lightning because it just seems too complex for me. <laughs> I, yeah. I like Lightning. Um, I'm scared of Lightning. Uh, yeah. Um, I think it's the future, unfortunately. Mm. And, and I mean, unfortunately, not because it's actually bad, but there are certain risks, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so, but then we, we cannot pretend that we are going to be paying, you know, now the fees are cheap. Yeah. Compared maybe with two months ago when everything went nuts. Yeah. Uh, but, but still, we cannot pretend that we're going to do everyday transactions and pay the fees that we're paying now. 100%. When we also know, like, at the moment, what, what is it? Like, they are 
putting everything under four for sub PV or something around that number, I think. Um, that means that if you're going to transfer a hundred bucks, you still have to pay like I know, 20 to 50 cents. You cannot pay for a coffee like yeah. that. So yeah, we yeah, need yeah. lightning or a layer two somehow. And there is no other layer two at this point that is more developed than lightning. And I don't think there will be any in the near future. So I think it's a necessary no, 100%. Yeah, it's. Yeah. So I think one of the major risks, uh, like I think a major thing with Lightning is you'd have to have your, you have to have your Bitcoin sitting in on a, in a hot wallet, right? In per se, because you you maintaining these open Lightning channels is, yes. and you need to have liquidity there. That means your Bitcoin is sitting hot on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and if they close your channel, then you have to uh, go to arbitrage and see how, who gets those stats. And there are yeah. a few things in there. Um, I don't know. Obviously, things will get easier for mm. the users. Yeah. And we need things to be easier for the users if we want Bitcoin to be mainstream. But then there are, once again, certain risks. And I like Bitcoin because it solves the problems that we have about money at this point. And then going back to those same problems, it's like me using Ethereum. Like, just, <laughs> yeah. it's not that good. Yeah. 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 Sony, we've been going at this for a while now. Is there? Is there yeah. Is was there anything else you want to touch upon? I don't know. I think it was a bit all over the place, to be honest. But I think we talked about everything. I mean, yeah. yeah that's. I mean, like. Usually I don't like having a formal structure and like we just go with the flow and see where the conversation yeah. takes us and that's what I enjoy and like, and having oh, that a more, was great. yeah, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. First thanks for making the podcast. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks for making the time and like looking forward to seeing you in person. Hopefully at Mara. Yeah, 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 definitely. I'm counting the days. I'm, I'm waiting for the guys to confirm everything, but yeah. I'm going to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah for I couldn't sure, make yeah. it to camp, so I'm going to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'll chat with uh, my partner as well, and we can plan out something because let's, let's uh, get to a I mean, we'll be at Mara, but we'll let, let's find a place where we can camp or something like that. Get your pizza oven. Yes, yes, yes. I might bring the family this time. Oh, I'll awesome. send them to go and do something else when we're in, in the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be a family holiday this time. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Exciting. Yeah, looking forward to meeting the family. Same, mate. Um, looking yeah. forward to seeing you there. Uh, take it easy. And let me know. We can do this again as well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, uh, when we're running our sub nine servers yeah. and then we yeah. can start talking about it yeah 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 i mean uh, yeah let's do this again let's i mean let's bring someone else on together and we can riff off like uh, maybe get brisket on chat more about like things in nostra yeah yeah i mean like one of the first few people that i seen on nostra was you and brisket but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i talked to to brisket a lot and brisket was also one of the first one to say oh f it i'm out of twitter yeah yeah and he was really active for quite a while in Noster. it was nice to hang out with him there yeah yeah well mate have a great weekend you I, do i hope funny. to see you soon yeah yeah likewise thank you see you no yeah. worries Merrick. see ya see ya bye 
Thanks guys for tuning in. And if you enjoyed the show, all I ask is that you share it with one other person. And I also recommend that you use podcasting 2.0 apps like Breeze or Fountain FM. I'll link them down below. This will help you earn Bitcoin while you listen and it will also help support the show. Once again, thanks for tuning in and I'll see you in the next one.